Sorry, say it again. Oregano. That's awesome. It sounds like a music festival in Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oregano Old Fest. <laughs> Bring your O face. I have a case for you guys. So I'm going to give you all the details. And then, I mean, I, I already have my opinion of what I think happened. But um, I disagree. You, you guys are much better at this than me. So I'm going to give you the story and then you guys can. I got to break it to you, Christy. Here at Private Dick's detective slash consulting agency, it's uh, <laughs> I know you're my friend and uh, we're going to be very professional about this, though. We're going to actually probably mm-hmm. break it down in a sensical, most sensical way ever and give you what happened not what you want us to say so i know i know i i understand that i have to accept that it may not be the outcome that i want it to be so yeah private dick's business arm uh, of consulting private dick's consulting is uh probably the only consulting company where you'll go and hire their services and come out with less of an understanding of what you were trying to accomplish and that's what we're trying to accomplish we will take every layer of what you tell us and add a couple more until it doesn't look like it has layers anymore. Yep. Boom. And we can we can definitely make this work. All we need is your signature on uh, the line at the bottom of this contract written up in crayon. No, you may not mm-hmm. touch my crayon to sign it. Right here. Yep. Okay. Use that crayon. Right here. No, don't don't give people my crayons anymore. Right here, sign. Right mm-hmm. here. Yep. Right here. Initial here. Yep. Right here. Is is there more? Right here. And a drop of blood. Thank you. All right, we can uh, continue. Is that all the things you need for these contracts, Rick? Uh, Yeah, we should be good with that. I mean, I I think it would be kind and 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 just to include a new blue crayon i mean this one's down to a nub now i can do that cool thank you crayola no rose art hey am i are you able to send me a copy of that contract no. rick or okay all right i got I, got I mean i have like a red crayon i can do it in and that work for you Red doesn't last very long. If you want it to stick, you need to use blue or black. That's absurd. I mean, there's so many different colors of crayons. Why are we limiting ourselves? If you want to make sure that it's around, the signature is around for a long time, it needs to be blue or black. Where do they say that? On the back of the box? Or is that like in the commercials for... No, it's a it's a nurse's thing. That's why we have to write in blue or black because our notes... Wait, why are nurses in charge of crayons? <laughs> Maybe because the amount of people we get coming into the ER with them stuck up their noses and their asses and their... Oh, damn. So we get to control them from now on because you guys put them in places they're not meant to be. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We don't deserve the gifts we've been given. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. All right, so you guys are going to tell me who killed Marilyn Monroe. An elite team of private detectives... What if balloons are aliens? Maybe that's the key component we're missing. Cover-ups. John's guilty. Mysteries that need to be solved. Maybe Mormons need mountains. Richard, shut up. Herself. Next. No. <laughs> what, what are the chances you, uh, you have this one in your weird 
briefcase. No, I haven't even looked into that at all. Mm-hmm. From scratch. Okay. The only things I know about Marilyn Monroe uh, and her, well, I don't really know much about her death, but I do know she's hot. And I know that she dated Joe DiMaggio. Hmm. And married. Married. But other things, I don't, she's like, how many movies is she in? She must have been in a few, but like, I've never watched anything with her in it. Have you? Like, have you ever watched any Marilyn Monroe? RJ, I've watched or... every single one of her films. Really? That's times. cool. Yeah, I've been trying to be more open-minded about old movies. They used to freak me out, but I think this summer I'm going to watch a bunch, so maybe I'll maybe I'll add old Marilyn to the list. Yeah, I'll tell you which ones to watch. Please do, yeah. I think the problem is all those old movies look like they're AI-generated, so it's like you don't really mm. know if we're just like looping back around. Some of them have been restored really well, though. Like I, I've never seen it, but I watched the trailer for North by Northwest, and I'm so excited to watch it. It looks hilarious. <laughs> so this is a lot of what you get when you when you work in the consulting business. Christy is just a ton of uh, you know lubing up for the the business aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe we're ready for the business part. All right, so I'm I'm going to give you some background history of Marilyn and her career, and then we'll focus mainly on the the period of time where she meets JFK up to her death in 1962. Okay, cool. She was born Norma Jean Mortensen on June 1st, 1926 in Los Angeles, California. Her mother, Gladys Baker, was a complete lunatic. She had a really crazy life. She got married at 14 and and her then husband kidnapped her two children and returned to Kentucky where he was originally from. Um, Gladys married another two times. The third marriage to Charles Stanley Gifford resulted in the birth of Norma Jean. Gifford left shortly after and returned to his first wife and Marilyn never had a relationship with her father. She'd never even met him, really. So no daddy. Mm. Gladys struggled with intense mood swings and depressive episodes, which resulted in her putting Norma Jean in foster care before she was even six weeks old. Between the years of 1934 and the early 60s, Gladys was in and out of mental health facilities, including psychiatric hospitals. Like she ended up being fostered, like Marilyn got picked up by someone who knew her, right? It wasn't like random foster parents. Well, she was in and out of foster care up until she was around... What decade is this? uh, She was born in... When was she born? (laughs) 26. Okay. I cannot imagine what foster care was like (laughs) <laughs> oh my god oh fuck foster care is bad now like you know right what I mean? yeah they had like <laughs> just fucking like infants with coal shovels and shit like all right one gruel you got a shovel <laughs> so obviously um gladys was eventually diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic and norma jean spent little a little bits of time with her mum throughout her life but it was always few and far between There were several incidences throughout her childhood where she was almost killed by her mum and her maternal grandmother. Gladys tried to stab her when she was two months old and then her grandma was caught smothering the six-month-old with a pillow. So she was trying to be killed by two different generations of... Mm -hmm. Schizophrenia and shit runs in family. Yeah, so Gladys was diagnosed paranoid schizophrenic and her mother was... um, she was never diagnosed, but she, 
she had manic depression. Did they know about like bipolar back then? Like, would she have been more bipolar or like actually schizophrenic hearing voices? Or was she just like highs and lows? Uh, no, she was just a woman. <laughs> yeah. What? Are, what's the word? His hysterical. Back then, I'm saying back then. Oh, I was like my yeah. mother-in-law. What are we doing that jokes in the 1985s? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying back then she was just a woman. I got you. Yeah, all women were hysterical because we had, because we had wombs. So, yeah. mm-hmm. and then you, you just give them a quick little lobotomy and send them on their way. They're fine. The word hysterical is actually after that female system because it's like the his his something system i can't remember the full word but hysterical comes from hmm. it's a it's a feminine word they never called men hysterical wow you think you guys would be funnier right <laughs> i saw I, I saw richard trying to hold <laughs> that one in <laughs> so throughout the rest of marilyn's life gladys was in and out of institutions she always had to keep getting moved because she was constantly trying to escape she Caught a bus once from Oregon and ended up on Marilyn's front doorstep in California. Eesh. Yeah, she ended up in a retirement home and passed away in 1984. But Marilyn had set up a trust for her. So her mother's care was always taken care of and up until she died. So even by the 80s, they didn't have any pills or anything where she could like just live on her own. She still lived in a... Like, I get in the fucking yeah. 20s and 30s, they didn't have lithium or whatever, but, like... Her oldest daughter from her first marriage, she moved in with her for a while, and then the older daughter put her in a home. I got you. So. Whoa, multiple marriages in the 20s. Whore. Whore. Yeah, yeah they should have put that lady away so much sooner. <laughs> well, they're not, uh, they're not really sure if she was married to the third guy, Marilyn's dad, because he was already married, so... Mm. It was probably more of an affair. Harlot. Strumpet. That's my favorite. <laughs> strumpet. I love, yeah. I love that word. I haven't heard strumpet <laughs> since my like great grandma died. <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> Is that what they said at her eulogy? Yeah. She was a, a strumpet <laughs> in her young age. It was her husband <laughs> delivering it. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? All three of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it's not an episode about Gladys, but I just wanted to give you some background of her parentage so you could understand that how it may have impacted our own mental health and opinions of herself great way to understand lots of people yeah for Mm. sure but it might lead to more of like she killed herself too right because she was maybe mentally ill oh maybe there was a baby inside of her yeah, she was hysterical from the baby inside. Hysterical, her. yeah. Well, she wanted to murder it because that—that's what runs in her family. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in her early career, she'd tell people that her parents were dead, so no one could connect her mother's illness to her. Really? Yeah. She was placed in more than twelve foster homes and spent a year in the Los Angeles orphanage. In 1935, she lived with Grace and Doc Goddard. They briefly became her guardians until it was discovered she was being sexually abused by Doc. But for some reason, they remained her guardians, even though she didn't live with them. It's so Um, obvious, though. Like, you're going to live with the doctor. Doc's going to look at your body. This is all Mm because I'm a doctor. (laughs) I don't even think he was a doctor. I think it was just a nickname. (laughs) So he, that's exactly what I'm saying. He was like, come sit on the doctor's lap. The doctor's going to give you an exam. Just call me. Oh, doc. yuck. <laughs> so in, in 1942, when um, she was 16, 
the company that Doc worked for was transferring them out of state and California child protection laws prevented them from taking her with them. And the only option seemed for her was to return to the orphanage. But to avoid this from happening, she decided to marry her neighbour's son, 21-year-old Jim Doherty. She dropped out of high school and became a full-time housewife. In 1943, Doherty enlisted in the Merchant Marines and moved to Santa Catalina Island and Norma Jean went with him. I like how they were like, all right, you can fuck the kids, but don't you dare move them around. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Even even the solution, the solution is fuck a kid so they can stay close by you. Right. You can abuse them here. In this state, but don't you dare take them to another state and do it. Yeah. 14 miles that way? No way, pal. So yep. fucked. You molest them right here. Yeah, <laughs> keep it in our backyard. <laughs> Where we can watch. <laughs> oh, God. Um, in April of 1944, Doherty was shipped out to the Pacific and he was there for two years. Norma Jean moved in with the in-laws and began working at a munitions factory mm. in Van Nuys. Later that year, she met photographer David Conover, who came to the factory to take awesome morale-boosting pictures of women holding big guns and grenades. I was going to say, it makes sense she worked at a munitions factory because she's got those sweet guns. Am I right, guys? Am I right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I put that joke in about. there because I knew, I knew you guys would. <laughs> this guy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> You have a guy just in your house so you can point to him and say that? My mother-in-law. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy knows what I'm talking this about. This guy knows yeah. what I'm talking about over here. <laughs> right here. Come here. Show your face on camera so people know I'm not crazy. <laughs> she quit working in 1945 and began modeling for Conover. Her then-husband was pretty pissed off about it and obviously didn't want anyone looking at his wife, but she defied him anyway, moved out on her own and signed a contract with Blue Book Modeling Agency. How old is she? 18? 17? Um, what year is this? 45. She married him in 42, 16, 17, 18. 18, 19. Nine, 19, 19, yeah. Okay. So she was in lots of adverts and um, magazine covers. She was actually on 33 covers by early 1946. So 33 covers in three years is pretty impressive. During this time, she started dyeing her hair blonde and straightening it because when she was younger, she had brown hair. And just just to toot my own horn a little bit, a lot of this is from my memory because Ooh. I know so much about <laughs> Marilyn. <laughs> I've been obsessed with her since I was like six. I've, I love, Amazing. so, you know, 100 years <laughs> no, Richard's older than you are. Let's not let's not play that game. Well, not according to him and Bo. I'm like, I know all the every time Richard does a a story from the the 1800s, I'm always in it. So, no, fuck that. Look at that face. That's that's a that's a 31 year old face you got, Christy. Richard's oh, up here. I love you so much. He's got a 47 year old face. 40 48 year old sensibilities. <laughs> 52-year-old fucking, I don't know, dick. Let's make make America great again. Yeah. And a six and a six-year-old a six-year-old's brain. Yeah. 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 Pee-pee. 
a six-year-old that whose mom tried to drown them, but it didn't take, but they didn't come back out, right? <laughs> she had a screen test for 20th century August of 46, and they gave her a six-month contract in the name of Marilyn Monroe. She divorced Jim in September because obviously he suffered from little man syndrome and opposed every aspect of her career. Later, Marilyn said that she was literally dying of boredom during her marriage to him. So he sounds like a really interesting guy. Well, when you're stu- when you get stuck to just being the housewife, of course that's shitty. Like maybe that was normal back then, but she wanted more. You could tell, you know, get bored just fucking mm. making cakes and shit like that. Fuck that noise. I know. I, I mean, how that. many cookies can you actually fucking make? For like, sure. <laughs> and that guy's gone for two years at a time. So, like, you're just basically yeah. waking up, eating, cleaning up after yourself, doing your own laundry, and then, like, that's so shitty. It sounds like hell. You're right. She's living with his parents, too. So, fuck. That would have sucked. Ugh. Yes, yeah, so you're probably doing all their shit, too. Like, even worse. Mm. You don't get to do oh, anything then, that but, you want to do. And then Rick's- also being micromanaged by his mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, what if the mo- his, her mother-in-law also tried to like suffocate her in her sleep a couple times? Like, yeah, <laughs> could have can't, happened. Can't escape it. <laughs> oh, I finally found a place I can sleep. That's us depriving you of oxygen every night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's not actually sleeping. She's just being yeah. <laughs> made to pass out every night. <laughs> Uh, it says she, she had some bit parts between 47 and 48 and she continued modelling and was going to acting and dancing and singing classes. She was a pretty intelligent woman and realised that she needed to be seen and to make friends with the right people. So she'd hang out at producers' offices, spent time with gossip columnists and became good friends with Fox executive Joseph Shegg who persuaded his mate Harry Cohn over at Columbia Pictures to sign her in March of 48. She had a few more years of playing small roles and modelling before her career started to take off. In 1950, she successfully negotiated a seven-year contract with 20th Century Fox with the help of her friend Johnny Hyde, who was the VP of William Morris Agency. This sounds like like Elvis. This is how Elvis got famous. They just signed him to like a bunch of movie deals for six months. It's crazy. Did they know each other? Do you know if this is just a, I didn't I don't think I ever came across that. Did they ever those two talk? Because this is where Elvis is prime fame right now. Like just after. Yeah. The war, yeah. He's like fucking no, outrageously famous. Massive. Yeah. I don't think they ever did. But so weird. I was always like. When I was younger, I was always like, oh, could you imagine if Marilyn and Elvis got together, like, and they got married? Their kids would just, like, oh, my God. Yeah. It would have just been so fucking beautiful. You think Elvis was beautiful? Yeah. Oh, so handsome. In his prime, I guess. Such- he, he's a babe. Not near the end. Mm. He has 300 pounds, 60, 60 of those pounds mm. of shit inside of him. Hell, pretty he, much. That Elvis still hotter than, than you, me. Come on. <laughs> Oh, come on, RJ. You've only seen me with a shirt on, pal. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. Yeah. You, you haven't seen how many pounds of shit I got inside of me, buddy. <laughs> Don't make me pop this tarp. I will. Oh, God. All right. So this part's for you, Richard. <clears throat> In 1952, Marilyn met and began an apparently controversial relationship with New York Yankees star Joe DiMaggio. 
Despite her newfound sex symbol role, Marilyn was constantly wanting to be taken seriously as an actress, but unfortunately the roles she did play that were more deep were always received with criticism and never did as well as her bubbly, blonde, sexy roles. Shocker. Yeah, right. During this time, she began to gain a reputation of being difficult to work with, showing up late, being unsatisfied with her performance and demanding retakes. She suffered panic attacks and would often attribute her behaviour to her perfectionism and fear of failure. Is she because she's nervous and stuff not showing up or is she like getting into drugs and shit? I don't know much about her. Does she do drugs? I'm not. Seems like a time. This started in the beginning when she started acting and modelling her. It would bring out her anxiety and, and all of that stuff. So her acting coach, Paula Strasberg, had the best solution for the problem. Oh. Barbiturates. <laughs> Barbiturates and amphetamines. Ah, that'll keep you going and calm you down. Yep. Yep. Downers and uppers. That's fucking terrible. I don't think anybody famous has ever been negatively affected by a speedball either. So, <laughs> Not one. Uh, I'll drink for that. This is, <laughs> this is literally exactly what Elvis's fucking guy did to him too, right? Just here and have a bunch mm-hmm. of drugs. I know you're fucking tired. Take some meth or yep. prescription drugs. This whatever. Yeah. Same thing. That's uh, interesting. Okay, sorry. Like, I, I didn't know she was into drugs, but I, it makes sense. Yeah, well, she wasn't in the beginning, but the, all the, peop- the people around her, the most, like, Lee and Paula Strasberg, her acting coaches, they actually have, like, they had a lot of influence over her. So anything they said, she, she did. Heroin. So- Anal. Math. In, in 1953, Marilyn starred in three of her most, most famous movies, Niagara, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, and How to Marry a Millionaire. Unfortunately for her, this did nothing but cement her as the sexy dumb blonde, and this remained a huge source of distress for her. Towards the end of 1953, a little up-and-coming magazine published Marilyn on the front cover and as its very first nude centrefold. Marilyn never gave permission for these photos to be used and was never paid by the magazine's owner, a one Mr. Hugh Hefner. The photos were from an unknown artist's photo shoot done in 1949, but it obviously wasn't a problem for Hugh to use these photos without permission. And he went on to earn his fortune by continuing to exploit, abuse, manipulate and quite possibly erase women until he died. But obviously, that's a completely different episode that we can get into another time. I'm, I'm awesome. happy to do that. Yeah, that sounds great. I yeah, fuck that guy. That guy. Um, what was I going to say? So she's been doing a bunch of movies. Sorry, I'm just trying to keep this straight. She started out modeling. Mm-hmm. She did a bunch of movies. She's getting bad rep on set because she's doing a little bit of drugs at the uh, saver thing. Is she a household name at this point when she's uh, before the nudes come out? Yeah. So these three, these three movies, Niagara, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes and How to Marry a Millionaire, they skyrocketed her. So okay. absolutely. She was absolutely a household name. So interesting. interesting. I always um, thought it was because of that, that she became huge, which is not fair, but I just thought it was retrospectively given her like a bunch of no. credit for being in movies and shit after the titties came out. No, she was serious. She like, she was really, really upset and distressed about it, but obviously she couldn't do anything about it because the magazine was already printed. It was out and it was done. The front, the picture of her on the front cover was actually taken from a, like they had a street parade 
and she was in the back of the car like waving at people and it was just a photo that was taken. Like she didn't pose for it. She posed for none of the pictures for Hugh at all. But if she didn't die like early, do you think people would talk about her today? Yep. I'm not sure I'll listen to the rest of the story, but for what I think is she's so iconic that I don't think that her dying early is what made it that way. I think she just was the mm. first titties in Playboy. She's like super hot blonde, like that first like version of mm. that, which continues. Yeah, but there's other like people that are repeatedly in these old movies, but like anyone our, in our era wouldn't know, like anyone in our generations sure. wouldn't know the name, right? Like that's, that's what I mean. I don't know. That's why I, like, I don't know the whole thing. I know a few things. Like she married yeah. a fucking a baseball star. Like she did a lot of things that other people didn't do too. Not just die early. She probably wouldn't be as iconic, but I think she would definitely still be in the list of names that people know, you know, like Grace Kelly and Betty Davis and things like that. She'd definitely still be up there, but we wouldn't have any of this stuff to talk about. So the the head exec of 20th Century Fox actually hated her and refused to let her be considered for anything that wouldn't maximise his profits and cancelled any of the productions that may have seen Marilyn play any serious roles. He suspended her in January of 1954 for refusing to appear in yet another musical comedy. This became front page news. So to divert the attention of any negative publicity, she went down to San Francisco City Hall and married Joe DiMaggio. Two weeks later, they flew to Japan and then Korea, where Marilyn performed for over 60,000 Marines over a four-day period. When that happens, because now I just know her as like an actress, do they just give you like a, a script or something? You just go perform for them or does she like sing and shit? No, she, sing, she was singing and all that sort of stuff. Okay. Like singing songs from the, the movies that she was in. Interesting. Like I get, I get like the song person. Like it's just weird that an actress does that, but it's different time. Yeah, but because she wanted to be well, taken more seriously, she was doing monologues. You know, like this, like a uh, one woman show she wrote yeah, yeah. about uh, about about Hitler from his perspective. So she was doing all Hitler speeches. I got in, like, you. Really dramatic fashion. I got you. Yeah. Okay. They were into it. Dude. Absolutely. Yeah. Little mustache looked hot and blonde. If you <laughs> if you were a marine. Like, would you even care if she did anything? Wouldn't you just like her to stand on the stage and be able to look at her? Yeah, but that's what she's trying to fight against, right? Like, that's what you're saying. So, like, the fact that she just no, I know. a weird sex object to the fucking army. That's why I'm wondering, yeah. like, is she singer? Is she just like, come look at my tits for 10 minutes. I'll see you later, boys. <laughs> like, No, no, she did sing and stuff like that. And then she and then she showed them her tits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably against your will. I think when you had a like like a thousand armed men in a room screaming like, just take them out. <laughs> she did a really tasteful burlesque performance. There you go. PP. Um, when she returned to the US, they were obviously more in love with her, and Fox had no choice but to offer her a new contract, a bonus of a hundred thousand dollars, and the lead role in the new movie, The Seven Year Itch which is where we all know the iconic white dress scene comes from. You know that scene where she's standing I, over the subway and the yeah, dress. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Even subways were perverted back then. <laughs> right? I thought subway was always perverted. They hired that Jared guy, like young kids, <gasps> right? Oh, that's true. Gross. So the white dress scene put Marilyn on every newspaper around the world and also ended her marriage to Joe, who was severely infuriated by it. 
He had he had been controlling and jealous through their whole relationship, and it was the last straw for Marilyn, who filed for divorce in October of '54, only nine months after their marriage. I don't know if you know this, but you probably do if you know lots. Apparently, after Joe DiMaggio they got divorced, he was still like super obsessed with her, and he like spent an ungodly amount of money on a fucking sex doll that looked like Marilyn. And I'm not even joking. I think it's like 10K spent in like 1950s, 40s money on a giant sex doll with Marilyn Monroe's face on it, who he lived with for the rest of his life. <laughs> oh, Joe. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I think there's a couple <laughs> other adjectives we could find. If we tried. Awesome doesn't necessarily mean good or bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Is another. <laughs> Isn't that fascinating? It's fascinating as shit. It's so weird. He was a weird guy. Real weird. Just play baseball good. He's not like smart. You know what I mean? Like no. No, I think almost none of them are. That's how it works. Babe Ruth like killed his wife. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Burned her down. I did not know that. Yeah, it's he was trying to get a divorce. This is kind of a sidetrack, sorry. He's trying to get a divorce from his wife because he was he moved to a different town to play baseball, but she stayed where he was. And he fell in love with like this supermodel chick and he wanted a divorce. And she's like, not without 100K. And he's like, I'm not giving you any money. And then a month later, she dies in a house fire in his fucking house. Like, yeah, he burnt down the wow. fucking house. With her. And then he married a month later after her death, he marries that chick, stays with her for the rest of his life. Yeah, Babe Ruth's not a good guy. <laughs> he fucking definitely murdered his wife. Holy shit. Well, he makes some good fucking candy. Those are my favorite. <laughs> Bad income. Okay, what? Yeah. What did that one say? Fair dinkum. Fair dinkum. <laughs> it means it's true. Okay. Hey, man, this thing's prescient. It's, it's hitting. It's hitting all the right buttons what? whenever you press. Look, I, I, I found a reference point for this. Okay, so for the rest of his life, Marilyn Monroe was his singular obsession. He dated girls who looked like her, and in one book's mm. more outrageous claims, DiMaggio spent $10,000 on a life-size sex doll made of Marilyn's image. One year after filing for divorce, he showed it to a stewardess he was seeing. <laughs> yeah, but what, oh. what year was that again? 1954. 55. 55. Yeah, what's, what's, what's a 1954 real doll like, though? It's, you uh, know what I mean? No, I'm not. I'm, that's why it's even worse. Like, it's, he's just fucking a broom handle. Like, I was say made out of like fucking burlap and like yeah. paper mache, <laughs> petroleum <laughs> jelly. Like, yeah, oh. uh, I think I stunk. <laughs> oh, oh my god! So, in January of '55, she started a legal battle with Fox, stating that they hadn't fulfilled their end of the bargain and not didn't pay her her hundred thousand dollars. She moved to New York and began attending the Actors Studio where she was introduced to playwright Arthur Miller in May of 1955 and the two began an affair. In October, Arthur separated from his wife and the two became official. The studio urged her to end the relationship since Arthur was being investigated for allegations of communism and was subpoenaed by the House of Un-American Activities Commission. This was the beginning of the FBI opening a file on Marilyn. Arthur and Marilyn were married in 1956 and she was enjoying her new seven-year contract with Fox who agreed to pay her 400000 to make four new films. So she she actually won the case against them and she announced her win over them by legally changing her name to Marilyn Monroe. 
Hell yeah. Good for her. I do enjoy that the FBI was like, see that symbol of like American freedom and capitalism? She might be a communist. Let's start a fucking file on her. <laughs> Pal, that is the most infuriate. Like, I mean, America is absolutely riddled with shameful stages of of that kind of shit. But like, I mean, so is the world. But that is some of the most dark shit I've ever seen. Because like, I watched the Arthur Miller documentary that was on HBO a while ago, and it was really good. Uh, and they had recordings from like all those hearings and shit. And it is the most blatant fucking bullshit. Like. It's like all like the irritation you see of like dipshit politicians these days, except like, you know, the 60 years ago or whatever. And it's it's just crazy how similar it is, but how fucking dangerous that type of shit is. Oh, it's probably it's probably way worse because there's not so many not as many people like paying attention to it. either. Right. right? Yeah. Oh, they're, like, was- they're just with each other going like communist, communist, communist. And everyone's like, yeah, nobody, <laughs> nobody says no. OK, we're all right. They absolutely railroad. It was fucking disgusting. Like, like, because like one of like people, somebody would get up and they'd be like, "Look, this is this is simply just like not." And they'd make like a very salient point, and all the Congress people would be like, <laughs> "Somehow that just trumped over any kind of intelligence that was happening in the room." I hope yep. all of those guys are having their anuses sealed shut in hell and their skulls fucked through their eyeballs. They're the worst people. So the McCarthy family does or doesn't support communism today? Well, no, I mean, we're not going to talk about great grandpa Joseph. He was, he was fine, but that's where I was. I was trying to, yeah, no, it was all, it was all the other people. He just got peer pressured into it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. He got blood, blood, blood into it. He was trying to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. He's like, guys, I don't know about this. And they're like, and he's like, all right. Oh, you're making yeah, sense so. there. Yeah, yeah. As long as I'm allowed to say words, I'll do yeah. it. Yeah, I'm not going to talk dirt on my great, great pep pep. <laughs> she continued making films for Fox and remained very much in the spotlight. But her dependence on uppers and downers also continued to increase. In 1957, she suffered an ectopic pregnancy and then a miscarriage. Uh, this oh. led to her being hospitalized briefly after an accidental barbiturate overdose. Cheers, mate. <laughs> that worked. <laughs> she continued on this path over the next five years, making films including The Misfits with Clark Gable. As with her previous marriages, her relationship with Arthur fizzled out and they eventually divorced at the end of 1960. Marilyn was often sick and took numerous long stints away from filming, costing the studio a lot of money. Her drug addiction was also becoming increasingly uncontrollable after she had her gallbladder out in 1961. She sometimes had to have her makeup applied while she was passed out under the influence of barbiturates. During this time, she was supported by her ex-husband, Joe DiMaggio, and had... And she had a very quick romance with Frank Sinatra. Here, Marilyn, come with Marilyn the Magnificent, which he, that's what he called the doll. Uh, Marilyn the Magnificent, <laughs> and she'll hold you up. Just sit beside Marilyn the Magnificent. See, oh, but like, God. I think maybe more interesting if that was just like a spiteful thing. Like, if I'm going to pay for you, I'm still going to have you. <laughs> oh. oh, gross. Yeah, also Frank Sinatra's gross. Yeah, ew. After wrapping the Misfits, Marilyn moved back to California permanently and purchased a house in Brentwood in January of 1962. 
Um, and she began work on what would be her last movie, Something's Got to Give. Most of the time, Marilyn was too sick to work, once again, causing a lot of stress for the studio and the crew of the film. That's interesting that it's called Something's Gotta Give. Because mm-hmm. it ain't a live baby out of her uterus, but um, chish. <laughs> I just no. meant all the drugs and everything's finally collapsing on her, but yeah. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> On, on May 19, she poured herself into the infamous skin-tight beige dress and made her appearance at Madison Square Garden to sing happy birthday to the young gentleman she had met many years before, who was now President of the United States. This pissed the studio off even more because she had to take yet another week off to go to New York from California. Is this like the famous way she sang it? Uh-huh. How did she sing it, Rick? Do you remember? Can you sing it for me? me? Yeah, I want to hear how she sang it. I, if you can remember. I have no idea. I couldn't even give you a guess. You don't remember how Marilyn Monroe sang happy birthday to Mr. President? No. Come I don't on. know that off the top of my head. Come on. You know, just do I it. feel like Christy might. Honestly, like I'm not even joking. I feel like Christy might know it. I feel like everybody knows it. You're just scared to let your... Do you actually know this? Do all of you know this off the top of your head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, happy birthday, Mr. President. Happy mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, this isn't a real thing. Well, uh, anyway, I was watching a, the Netflix version. Oh, uh, you're Googling oh. Marilyn Monroe sucking J- JFK off? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was I don't... you sucking off. Oh, okay. I thought that was the, I thought she was on in Congress again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, that was her testimony. That was actually what got through to them. They're like, Wow, she really speaks to us. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, there's a lot of fucking lead into this song. I really just wanted you to sing it. That was like my setup to try and get you to sing "Sultry." And I'm the... sorry, I don't even know if I've ever heard this before. I've definitely uh, gotten you to say poetry on the episodes before. What what kind of media did you consume when you were a child? <laughs> Whatever my mom let me play. <laughs> yeah, at homeschool. You mean like television, music? Like what? What are you talking about? Like yeah, <laughs> television or music? <laughs> those, <laughs> those foreign foreign forms of me. No, I bet, no, I bet there was just like a single dog-eared copy of the Velveteen Rabbit that he had to read every day. <laughs> Something creepy. Do you remember those little hit clip things? I had at least like thirty-five of those hanging. Hit off. clips. Yeah, they were all different segments of the Velveteen Rabbit and a hit clip. Got it. I was listening to at least. <laughs> At least 15 second segments. I was, in, in I was crushing chaps of the Velveteen Rabbit, baby. <laughs> Crikey. Crikey. To you, happy birthday, Mr. President. Happy birthday to you. Is that it? That's the whole thing? Yep. That's that was it. fucking terrible. After <laughs> she did that, JFK was like, I can retire from politics now because I've been sung happy birthday by the most beautiful woman in the world. Cheers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so so they they fired the studio fired her and sued her $750,000. When they tried to replace Marilyn with another actress, the director stated that he would not make the film with anyone but her. So they went crawling back to her, gave her the role back, another bonus, and a starring role into other upcoming productions. Obviously, she 
didn't do them. Marilyn died at her home on August 4, 1962. According to the toxicology report, she had 8 milligrams of chloral hydrate and 4.5 milligrams of pentobarbital in her blood and 13 milligrams of pentobarbital in her liver. There were empty medicine bottles found in her room and the possibility of accidental overdose was ruled out due to the amount found in her system being four times the lethal limit. The world's most famous sex symbol was labelled a drug addict and a mental case that took her own life. And I will never believe that's true. I'm confused. Why couldn't it be accidental? Couldn't she just have taken it all at once? Yeah, but she would have had to mean to take that much. Because she'd been taking it for such a long time, she knew how much to take to get her to where she wanted to be. Maybe she just really wanted to, like, you know, go high that night or or down, whatever, whichever ones it was. I don't know. Downers. But, yeah, she, Um, whatever she, maybe she was just, like, having a bad day that day. And just took a little bit more well, not thinking that it was going to kill well, her because she felt indestructible. It's like the whole. Or she took some and was like, oh, and oh, shit, I forgot to take some. And then took some more and Possibly. then just kept doing that because she just kept forgetting. We're back on the Kirk yeah, Cobain, the exact same argument. Yeah. Like, I can never remember if I turn the dishwasher on. So, like, I'll walk upstairs and then come back down and check again, like, three or four times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, like, easy because the dishwasher makes a sound. Like, when you pop heroin or whatever, you're not, you know, there's no sound. You could just do that yeah, easily. Exactly. But yeah, okay, right. put it this way, consulting company. All right. I know you have other theories as to why she didn't kill herself. I think personally from this story so far, history of mental illness, right? Drug addiction, which is part of like that usually comes hand in hand with mental illness a lot of the time. Shitty fucking guy who's fucking a sex doll. He calls Marilyn Magnificent. And I'm sure you know about it. Arthur Miller... You thought you loved him, but he's a fucking communist. And oh, then, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, then you you flop it out of movies and shit. You can't even get your like. Maybe it's just time. I'm done. I want to be Marilyn. I'm dead. So far, that's the story I'm hearing. Okay. Well, maybe the re- maybe this next part will help change your mind. All right. Marilyn had met JFK in 1954 at Peter Lawford's. Peter Lawford's another actor. He was also their brother-in-law, JFK and Robert Kennedy's brother-in-law. Marilyn and JFK had conducted a secret affair that spanned almost six years. Marilyn's friend Ralph Roberts, a trained masseuse, stated he chatted to Marilyn and JFK on the phone one evening when the pair called him to ask for advice on massage techniques. Marilyn's other close friend, Susan, uh, also confirmed the affair. She said it was okay to sleep with the charismatic president. Marilyn loved the secrecy and the drama of it, but Kennedy was not the kind of man she wanted to spend her life with, and she made that very clear. But Marilyn wasn't really interested in JFK. Um, She had also been having an affair with his younger brother, Bobby, so Robert Kennedy. You know what I find most fascinating about this is that somehow JFK's disabled sister in an insane asylum got married. I didn't know. Yep. That was chill. You only had one I know, sister? And they... I don't know. I'm just trying to make a link. Oh. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I thought I was like, maybe he did marry her. That cool. I didn't know that either. So G'day, mate. this is. <laughs> <laughs> So, so that's okay. 
Friday, August 3rd, leading into August 4th when she died, she made a lot of phone calls and had a lot of phone calls between with her and her friends and psychiatrists. So she phoned a friend, Anne Carger, and said she was very much in love and going to marry Bobby Kennedy but sounded very depressed. This Later the same day, another one of her friends, I won't bother saying all their names, it's too many, stated um, she was trying to reach Robert in Washington, but she couldn't get hold of him. Press reports and FBI documents show that Kennedy flew into California that day and Marilyn was trying constantly to get hold of Kennedy at the hotel, but he never returned any of the messages. One of her other friends said she received a phone call from Marilyn early Saturday morning. She said some woman had been calling her all night, harassing her and calling her names. The voice sounded familiar, but she couldn't put a name to it. The anonymous caller kept saying, leave Bobby alone, you tramp. So you strumpet. <laughs> so basically she had, there's there's lots. So basically she had lots of phone calls with people basically talking about this relationship with her and Robert and um that she was really upset because he had agreed to marry her and then decided that he wasn't going to. She spoke to her psychiatrist and later on he had a meeting with the Los Angeles suicide prevention team after she had died. He told the doctors he'd had calls with her that morning and she said that she'd had recent sexual relationships with extremely important men in the government at the highest level and she was um, expecting to see some very important people that night. She was to die hours later. So between 8 and 9 that evening, a long-time close friend uh, said he'd got a phone call. Marilyn appeared a little bit groggy but not nothing out of the usual, out of the unusual for her. Marilyn telephoned me in despair. She rambled on about being surrounded by danger, about betrayals by men in high places and about clandestine love affairs. She said that Robert had come to the house that very day, threatening me and yelling at me. She said that he reneged on the claim to marry her and Robert was telling her now the relationship was over. Marilyn had responded with a threat of her own to go public and tell all her secrets in a press conference. She added that she knew dangerous secrets about what was going on in Washington. There were no more known phone calls after that one. Weeks earlier, a real estate agent whom Marilyn was friends with, Art James, received an unexpected phone call. It was a request, James remembered, that I should get Marilyn away from her house, perhaps for a weekend, they wanted to empty her place so they could install bugging equipment. I told them I wouldn't do it, but I didn't warn Marilyn. I figured she had too much to worry about anyway. Good on you, mate. A man by the name of Paris Theodore who claimed to be involved in the bugging of Marilyn's residence recalled the most detail. The equipment used, he said, was a minute grain of rice microphone, almost invisible when installed. The take, including a tape up to 40 minutes long of the day Marilyn died. First, you could hear Marilyn and Kennedy talking. It was kind of echoey as though the sound was in the room next to the site of the transmitter. There was a heated argument with Monroe demanding an explanation as to why Kennedy was not going to marry her. As they argued, the voices got more shrill. 
If I had not recognised his voice, I'm sure I would not have known it was him because he was screeching. It was really high-pitched. Kennedy was definitely, it was evidently looking for something, most likely one of Marilyn's diaries because she was very well known for writing everything down and making lots of notes. Theodore stated hearing Robert Kennedy say, where the fuck is it? Monroe didn't answer and that part of the tape ended with the door, with a slamming door. A little while later, Kennedy returned with Peter Lawford and Kennedy said words to the effect of, we have to know it's important to the family. We can make any arrangements you want, but we must find it. Monroe was screaming at them, ordering them to leave the house. The next part of the recording contained thumping, bumping noises, then muffled, calming sounds. It sounded as if the actress was being put onto the bed. There was discussion between Kennedy and Lawford about Kennedy getting out of town. It was arranged that a call would be made to Monroe's number once Kennedy left the area. The final sound on the tape was that of a phone ringing and being picked up. The person who did so, however, said nothing. Maryland psychiatrist Dr Greenson, who hours later was to find her, would say he found her face down on the bed with the phone clutched in her hand. Right after Marilyn's death, action was taken to remove certain records of in and outgoing phone calls from the actress's phone company. We were on the scene immediately, says James Doyle, a former FBI agent. As he understood it, the orders to remove the records had come from either the Attorney General or the President himself. So, um, And then the tapes were seized from a wiretapper's home in New York State and says the item seized were tapes and evidence concerning circumstances surrounding and causes of death of Marilyn Monroe, which strongly suggests that the official reported circumstances of her death are erroneous. Okay. And apparently these tapes do still exist. A retired Army Colonel, Dennis Harris, was hired to locate them, and he said that copies of the tapes do exist and for the right price they can be purchased. Some investigators in the Los Angeles District Attorney tried to reopen the case in the 1980s and they were blocked at every turn from government, FBI, everything. So they gave up. Which is crazy, especially in like the modern political climate. Like nobody has any love for JFK. It's crazy. And so basically that's it. So so the, the through line is JFK had her murdered. Yes. Okay. Or, or the brother, like the brothers. RFK. The brothers decided they needed to get rid of her because obviously in okay. the throes of passion, they were giving away state secrets. Are we sure? Is this like historical fact that they were actually banging? Like, is that for sure 100% or is that just like everyone said that? That's a rumor. Um, no, well, there, there are other tapes as well. There's a tape um, of them at Frank Sinatra's mansion. Because Frank apparently had his bedroom bugged. Oh damn! It was a it was a three it was a devil's threesome with Sinatra and yeah. JFK and Monroe. Oh, God, and he's like, oh, oh, Frankie, I'm coming. <laughs> Put your finger <laughs> in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, apparently there's there there is a tape of the two of them together in. Frank Sinatra's bedroom. But is that something that people have heard or is this like Hollywood rumor or legend? Like, is this real? Like, I'm serious. Well, like, I've, I'm, I've never supposedly heard Supposedly from documents found in 1997, 
they were able to prove the affair, but I have yet to find the actual documents. So the affair was so secret that they told the masseuse. Like, this is where I find it. It's There's so much flimsy shit to this. If you're a government, you're not going to tell, you're not going to call them a suit. You're not going to say, I'm with Marilyn. We're trying to get back massages done here. You're just going to ask them for fucking back <laughs> massage tips and not say Marilyn's there. Why would you do that? You're trying to keep it secret. No, it was Marilyn's friend. She phoned him and JFK was in the background. She was, he could hear him speaking. Still, everybody came. She's Look. a cultural icon. That people don't want to accept the fact that she might have just killed herself. So especially your friends, stuff like that are gonna be like, no, no, she definitely got murdered. You know, like I, I... no, no, that's boring. I, I'm, 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 I'm a Christian. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Like you exactly. can't. You know what? You know what creates a lot of heat? That probably a game, triple fucking quadruple plus quality top that Marilyn Monroe could probably give. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like. I mm-hmm. picture that. All right, you're gonna you're talking to the high, the most powerful man in the world. All right, like that's that's the knob that you can slob. You're probably very good at it. All right, which means if she if she if she sucked off JFK and she sucked off RFK, that was probably a sibling rivalry. All right, it was a matter mm-hmm. of like who 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 got the better head, you know, like, you know, and that's maybe what they fought over. Could just be JFK bragging to RFK, like, I got I got a blow job from the Maryland yeah. lady. And he's like, how did you do that? And then <laughs> yeah. he, he finds her, he goes, if you blow me, I'll marry you. And she's like, okay. And then when she, I, it comes I love your JFK it, bot. Uh, yeah. Good. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Like, I thought mine was bad. I told then. you, all movies from back then are just AI generated. That's why he talks like that. <laughs> No, I, I told think, you I, I think, accents. <laughs> I think they were like, no, I got my dick sucked better. And he's like, no, I got my dick sucked better. And then yeah, that's like, surprise me. Who got the better head? So then like out of spite and anger, they, they they so that they couldn't keep going back to get head, they ended the head by ending Marilyn Monroe. And then mm-hmm. in in a in a massive form of symbolism, RFK is the one who blew off JFK's head. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Oh. How do you like your head now? <laughs> you had a contingency plan. If my head ever gets yeah. blown off, your head will get blown off. And it came through with it in the end. Oh, Rob, but Robbie's head didn't get blown off. He just he just got regular shot in the torso. Oh, it doesn't mean the guy didn't miss. He might have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah might have been aiming. Thing. <laughs> maybe he was <laughs> aiming for the little head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He wanted, he wanted to get his figurative head and he was going for the simulism. <laughs> Symbolism of figurative head. Yeah, I think this knits together very well. So, yeah. so JFK killed her because what? What's the what's the point? Because she knows secrets. What's the secret? She, she no, knows? because she he didn't want her sucking his brother's dick again. He wanted to have the best head. Not directly, but I'm gonna say J. Edgar Hoover killed her. Yeah. And JFK. Man, she and didn't suck J. Edgar Hoover's dick. Come on. I'm, I'm not saying that she did. I'm just that, saying that dude's nasty. Absolutely every political death between 1935 and 1972, J. Edgar Hoover was a part of. They both sucked off JFK. Maybe he was. Oh, because he was so gross, he was jealous. He wasn't getting any head. He it wasn't been, JFK's been dick. That. That's true. Uh, he was just. Je- he was jealous of her dress. He was jealous of the dress she wore to the <laughs> to sing happy birthday. He's like, fuck you, bitch. You can't look better than me. Oh, man. I, okay, well, seriously, though, can I ask that question? Like, what's the secret they thought she knew? Does anybody know? Oh, pal, you can ask seriously, but you're not, you're not getting <laughs> 
I mean, what <laughs> secrets did the Kennedy family have? Yeah, what are they like, so they scared of? I don't, think, I don't think it's specifically with the Kennedys. I think there was just so much hysteria during the time with communism and the Cold War. I would not be shocked if Marilyn Monroe had relations with like Nikita Khrushchev, you know, what would they consider him president, PM, whatever he was at the time, leader um, of USSR coming over. Um, who knows? You know, she could have known shit from just about anyone. She could have got killed yep. by JFK. She could have got killed by the Russians. She could have got killed by, you know, Jake or Hoover himself or or directed, you know, who any of them could have. And I would not be shocked. That's crazy. That head game got her in so much trouble. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't think, okay, I'm, I know I'm doing this uh, fruitlessly, but I'm trying. Uh, you don't you think have to be a, a devil's of, advocate. It's your job, Richard. But the, but the rest of the day, like the rest of the, all that last day of hers sounds like she's having a fucking a low spat of her like bipolar to me. Like it sounds like she's going crazy from bipolar. And she's yeah, I, she definitely well, could have. Um, doesn't sound like she got killed. She it sounds like she killed herself. What indicates that she was bipolar? Her parent, like the, everything was schizophrenia back then. Nothing. I'm serious when I say that. Like there was no real diagnosis for bipolar. Everyone who had any type of mental illness, they didn't really understand well, was schizophrenic. Was schizophrenic. Yeah. 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 So well, she sounds more. That too, but... Her mom sounds more bipolar by the description. She sounds more bipolar by the description. It doesn't sound like schizophrenia. Schizophrenia. Hearing voice. That doesn't explain like this. The supposed obsession and information around this diary that may or may not have existed. So mm-hmm. like, if she just kills herself, why is like. If first off, if I'm the president and she just gave me the best head of my life and then she kills herself, it's like I'm gonna be the last one getting that head, right? I'm not asking about no yeah. diary. I'm getting up and I'm walking out, right? We're doing secret yeah. service rollout and we're we're headed on back home. But it just doesn't make sense that there's so much obsession around like the follow-on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's what's weird. This could be par on course, the exact same thing as the eels. There were never any eels, but yet people keep bringing up eels. I don't know why eels. Well, first off, if you don't think that there are eels, (laughs) educate yourself. (laughs) If we we really wanted to know about the eels, we would ask about it over and over again until the person who knows about the eels eventually told us. All right. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing here. It's the same thing here. JFK came along and said, I know you have a diary. Give it to me. Give it to me. And, you know, she ended up getting a fistful of pills. Mm. Cheers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> or there was never a goddamn diary. And it's all to make everyone feel better that Marilyn killed herself. She wrote but maybe, but, what, but a diary is such a weird thing. They could have said she had anything on them. She could have said, like, I don't know. She made some thing up about nukes, right? Like, she knew where nukes were. And then they would have had probable cause back then to fucking kill her. Like, yeah. Political assassinations weren't outlawed in the United States until like 1976. So they could have killed her and been like, she knew where the nukes were. And everyone would have been like, fucking commie. So it was like, it was like this weird, like cover up killing information thing. It like, it, it smells more of espionage than anything like outright political. Man, I kind of wish I would have got a blowy from her though. <laughs> Me too. On time machine, on time machine list, where is that? Like top five, top ten? Time machine? I am gonna get fucking beat the shit up if I go back. And she's coming here. <laughs> I'm not going back there. I'm dead. Yeah, R- R- Richard shows up with his with his hat and his beard, and he's like, "Hey, you want to suck my dick?" <laughs> Ah, what is that? (laughs) 
Yeah, I'll go back to like 1955 and bring her back, her and Elvis back here. They're probably in space about this right now. (laughs) I have little Elvis babies. Breed them in a cage. Yeah, fuck yeah. But would you feel like shit if you brought them back and then they both just ended up overdosing? Anyway. And you were like, you were like, wait, wait. So maybe it wasn't supposed to happen, but you never would know because you already went back and changed it. But because you brought yeah. them together, it definitely would happen. Oh yeah, that's true. I that's would like feel a weird. Bad. That, yeah. Will they, won't they? Situation, huh? Yeah, I would feel bad. Kind of like those old movies that you like, though. Christy's got him in the breeding cage, and she shows up, and then they're just both dead, surrounded by pills and feces, and she's just like, "She'll be right, mate." <laughs> you know, you guys could literally just replace Bo and I with that fucking thing. <laughs> no, we couldn't. That's not. True. No one here was thinking that. No, it enhances you guys. Bear dingo. <laughs> Did that say where dingo? Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like where dingo. Yeah. We exactly what it said. Oh, yeah, fuck. it's exactly what it said. We're the best true crime podcast slash private detective agency. Man, slash and once we eventually consulting company, crime, I can only imagine. Oh, we are. I don't oh. know. That sounded sarcastic, and I don't know why, but I'm down with that statement 100%. <laughs> no, yeah. I I think the Marilyn Monroe one is weird because she's in such a position, like in that time period, who that literally every single person might just kill her just to be like, let's just close that loop, like yeah, uh, just in case. Yeah, mm-hmm. who are you talking about? Marilyn Monroe. Hmm. It's like Mario. Yeah, don't don't. I was just gonna say he's just been playing too much Mario Kart. <laughs> did I say Mario? Mario Monroe. <laughs> I didn't think I did, but. That was a joke just for RJ. <laughs> when you called in sick, you left a message saying, I have to. I know what I said. Super, I know what I said. Super Mario movie. We're like, what? Who says Mario? It's Mario. Oh, I, yeah. Listen, this like, wasn't a rehearsed thing. I literally picked up the phone. It was I good. picked up the phone. I started, ta- started talking. So oh. I just. And it's Marilyn Monroe, not Marilyn Monroe. That's why I'm laughing at it. That's what I'm saying. Hi. It literally does not even sound different to me. I don't even know what just changed between the two. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Inflection. Zero idea. Zero idea <laughs> what you just said. Don't worry. You put about. a little bit more inflection. It's like on the it's o. like you said, it's like it's tomato, not tomato. And I'm like, all right, all right. I would have said this. It's tomato, not tomato. Or whatever, however, this is literally you just said. No, (laughs) you're all you're all wrong. You're all wrong. You're all wrong. It's It's tomato. It's oregano. Oregano. I thought. See, but I thought that was pronounced. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't hear that one before. That was pretty well timed. So we're we're That's you guys a, are both on the assassination side of things. Like you think she's assassinated? You two? Oh, boys? I definitely think it's assassination. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, you don't you don't you don't blow a president and nah, and not survive yourself. <laughs> yeah, like like you're either physically assassinated or character assassinated. Uh, I e c Monica Lewinsky. Ooh, she's like doing good for herself. She made yeah, a career now. sucking a president's dick. Like thirty years later, she makes handbags. She's famous. She's famous <laughs> from sucking a guy's dick. 
Well, the reason I wanted to bring this story to you is because it was her birthday on June 1st. She would have been oh, 97. Shit. Damn. Happy. Yeah. Happy birthday, Mr. President Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, now that you saw the video, can you sing that for us? I, I probably couldn't, but you could try. What if what if Jackie Kennedy had her killed? Jackie oh, O'Face? Yeah. Fun. Fun. And then what if there was some sort of like payback scheme cooking and they tried to kill Jackie and accidentally shot JFK in the head? Who's they? That's for you to solve. I just just teed Um, it up. Yeah, I guess I am just asking you who assassinated JFK. That's actually because a he very knows. Story. He knows. I will do that one one day because I have a. I I like the theory that's out now on that one. So we'll do that one one day. I just think it, it. Everything has this weird like connection, right? Like it spans all the way to at least Watergate, where you have like you know Howard Hunt worked for the CIA and was known to be involved in some way with Lee Harvey Oswald and the JFK assassination. Then he worked for Nixon, breaking into Watergate. Uh, his wife Dorothy Hunt died in a plane crash like what was it like a couple months before or a couple weeks or whatever leading up to the water game here's the answer to your question rj here's the answer to your question this is the media he consumed as a child i was just gonna say was it just your mom <laughs> after class like sitting you down and spouting conspiracy theories <laughs> <laughs> well all this happened all this actually happened i'm just saying like what caused it all right that was math now we're going for history have you ever heard of jews this is like my my actual guess is the Russians are known for blackmail. I think that the Russians were like intermingled in all different ways and all different like parts of government where every time somebody had even the slightest idea, they just got killed. So if somebody thought like JFK was working for the Russians, fuck it, kill him, new president, put him up. Somebody thought Marilyn Monroe was like blackmailing JFK, fuck it killer next one like literally just boom 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 until we got a free country and then eventually gerald ford was like all right we got to stop fucking killing people now gerald ford stopped it gerald ford gerald uh is, is that not his name gerald no, ford no it is for President sure ford for sure uh, gerald ford was the one who passed the executive order that ended political assassinations all right maybe elvis killed her because he was like an honorary fbi agent that's true yeah He's not cool. All right. Well, so the consultants, we're going to, you guys are both voting for assassination. She was assassinated. We don't really know who yet. I still say suicide. Yeah. I'm a democracy. Some, something man. to do with fellatio, but they, yeah, they, they killed, they killed her. See, that's where the votes, the two votes actually match up for us. There's definitely some, some something to do with fellatio in my theory too. Well, all right. But also at the end of the day, this is, this is Christie's case and we're just consulting. That's true. So she can go we don't have to produce results. We just have to consult. That's true. She takes whatever our file. Here's the big file folder that you you can take that with you and you can make whatever decision you decide you want to make. Thank you. I'm actually leaning more towards the Elvis theory now. So I'm gonna stick with that. <laughs> there you go. And he was so upset and, and depressed about killing her that he died on the toilet. He just <laughs> ate he ate pig. himself to death. Yeah. Eating a fried peanut butter and banana sandwich. You think we'll ever get back to the good old days when anyone close to a political figure just dies or like mysteriously and we can't figure out how, or do you think that's that over because of the internet? That happens in Russia all the time. A lot of politicians. Yeah. yeah but I mean, yeah, yeah, that shit doesn't count though. Cause that's not like mysterious. 
if somebody falls up the stairs in Russia, you're like, oh, maybe it was an accident just so that you don't get killed. <laughs> but like over here, like we were like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, I guess you're not, right. not like everybody still wants to know who killed JFK and the CIA is like, oh, we're going to release it soon. I mean, like, <laughs> like hypothetically, like, do I do I want that? Yes, hypothetically, I, I do want that in a hypothetical sense, that exact thing to happen hypothetically to Ron DeSantis. <laughs> that would be, that would hypothetically be dope. Do you think it doesn't happen? Don't you think it would, I think it would I don't still think happen. You would think it would be more average, like somebody having an affair. I, I think the thing is, it's so much harder for government officials now to have an affair get away with it and like it be worth I, I like even the monica Lewinsky thing like how is she alive like that if she was if i mean she wouldn't have been right like she yeah, would have been fucking yeah, yeah. killed there's she mm. would have just been killed if it was like pre-1970s yeah i guess so i think people like eventually would have softened up on the whole like so what he got a blowjob he's the president of course that's gonna happen eventually right no i do think people would soften up but like i don't know you don't think like Maybe it was different because she was like actually an employee. It does kind of blow a lot of holes, pun intended, I guess, in um, the uh, like a lot of those right wing conspiracy theories about how the Clintons had so many people killed because like, yeah, they they like who there is one they should have killed. Like, yeah, (laughs) they were actually. No, I I mean, for real, like you don't have to because post nut clarity tells Clinton kill him, (laughs) right? It's not even wait wait until the scandal starts it's just like oh my god that is the best say no more don't don't ruin it that's the best image ever (laughs) just him being like oh oh man i gotta kill this bitch (laughs) i just watched private dicks and i think rj's the funniest what come on kaka (laughs) rocky